All right, here we go. On a Monday, the 39th annual Prime Steel Car Show is coming soon. And we've got Leah Bezeski and Dave Regala from the Prime Steel Car Club to tell us all about it. Bezeski. I'll get it right one of these times. Uh, Prime Steel Car Show is coming up. We'll be here talking to these guys in just a couple of minutes. Your show, by the way, today is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Want an oil change in a hurry? This is not a dream when you go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Grand Forks. Heck, you can sit in your car while they do the oil change. It's that fast, and you don't even need an appointment. And make sure to get your pit passes to the toughest monster truck tour coming to Grand Forks Saturday, April 22nd at the Alaris. And check out one of these awesome trucks beforehand at Valvoline Instant Oil Change and be watching for some ticket giveaways too. Oil changes and more done so fast that you can get on with your day at Valvoline Instant oil change 3325 south 38th street or call 701-780-8462 make sure to tell them grand fork's best source sent you all right have any uh, questions or comments for dave or leah today our phone number is 701-213-0863 701-213-0863 feel free to text or call and before we get down to business, here we go. Time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Now, I'm going to tell you guys this. I try to get my jokes related to what we're talking about uh, on the show. So this happens to be <clears throat> a blonde joke. Uh, <laughs> it does pertain to the show because it's about driving. Cop spots a blonde driving a car and knitting at the same time. So this cop sees this, blonde, or this blind girl, a blonde girl driving a car, and she's knitting at the same time. So he gets her to roll down her window. Pull over, he yells. No, silly. It's a scarf. Nah, Dale didn't like that one. Leah, what'd you think? I think you could do better. <laughs> okay. You want me to try to find another one? Uh, no. <laughs> I've got better ones. No, no, no. How have you been? I'm good. Good, Thank good. You. Um, I'm doing good. You, you were walking uh, with a cane. You're a little hobbled up, I see. Yeah, wiped out walking the dog. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and this is the year of wipeouts. Yes. Yeah? Are you going to be okay? Oh, yeah. I didn't break anything. I just pulled everything in my knee. Just pull it. You know, and, and as we get younger, it's funny how that happens, huh? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I can't even walk the dog anymore without feeling like I'm going to get hurt. Got a new guy on the show, Dave Regala. Dave, how are you today? Yes, peachy. Peachy. Uh, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Dude, you got such an awesome voice. And then it dawned on me, and then after you said it, yeah, you, uh, you're kind of a local celebrity. You've been on the radio. Your, your voice was, in fact, I've probably heard that commercial 11,000 times uh, because I worked there for 21 years, so I used to hear that ad all the time. But um, I'm going to start with you, Dave. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from Grand Forks originally, and uh, actually I was born in Warsaw, but, but I went to school here at St. James and St. Mary's and uh, UND and... Uh, Went off the service and came home and uh, uh, was a safety director for a trucking company here for 30-some years and uh, married and got three girls and uh, a lot of grandkids and five great-grandkids. Wow. And, and I'm into old cars. Yeah. Um, how long have you been into the old car thing? Oh, just about <laughs> as long as I could probably remember. I yeah, liked yeah. old cars. I, one time, uh, this was many years ago, but I was in Grafton and... And it was a little model of a Cadillac, and a green Cadillac. I'll never forget it. And I suppose I was six, seven years old. And I told my mother I'd scratch her back if she'd buy me that car. <laughs> so she bought me that car. <laughs> How many years did you have to scratch the back? <laughs> oh, it was a while. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Um, 
you have been around cars forever. Well, I don't know about uh, you, forever. You, well, but for a long time. I mean, yes, I've been involved. And um, before we get into the car thing, though, um, you have another gig that you do. In fact, uh, you had something going on yesterday. Tell us about what you do there. I work for the Meyer Museum, the Grand Forks County Historical Society. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we had a lecture. We have a free lecture series called Entertaining History. And we learned about Governor Arthur Sorley mm-hmm. yesterday, the namesake of the Sorley Bridge here in Grand Forks. Sure. Now, who gets these lecture series all figured out? Is that you that does that? Or do you wait and have people come up and say, you know, we'd really like to get this guy. Can you make it work? We have a board of directors that has contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, we have certain speakers who are perennial favorites. So I just call them up when I'm putting together the season and say, hey, are you working on something? Mike Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, retired publisher of the Herald. Yep. He's, he always draws a big crowd. And sure, sure. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Prime Steel 39th annual. How about that? 39th annual already. Looking at the Prime Steel Car Show poster. And now, if I remember right, whoever's on the poster this year, was that People's Choice from last year? Or how does that work? No, the club votes. Okay, for the, the club car votes. Year. Okay. And that is Mr. Rogala's car. Okay, and that's so that gets on the calendar for the next year. What is that car, Dave? It's a 1958 Pontiac uh, Star Chief. Ooh. Oh. How long you had that one? Uh, 22 years. Where'd you get it? Well, actually, I saw it in a magazine called Cars and Parts, and, uh, and I, I had a 58 Pontiac when I was in high school, and I always wanted another one. And this one was interesting because of the fact that it had a standard transmission in it as, as opposed to an automatic. Right. So I contacted the individual and, uh, on by phone, and uh, I had a truck out there. We came up on a price, and I bought it sight unseen. Uh, the fellow that bought it knew, can I say his name? Uh, sure. But anyway, he's passed away with Charles Pitts, and he passed away, and his uh, sons were selling all his cars. And uh, so I got the car, <laughs> and uh, it was black with blue flames. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, boy. And it wasn't pretty, and my wife made that comment that maybe it shouldn't go in our garage, but it did. <laughs> and I found out uh, as I was... Uh, working on it and whatever and uh it's a z code zvv z is the color it's jubilee gold oh now 1958 pontiac built 50 golden jubilee pontiacs and they were all four-door sedan that was their 50th anniversary of advertising the four headlights and the x uh-huh. and all that and so anyway uh they built 50 golden jubilee pontiacs all four-door sedan, four-barrel carburetor, dual exhaust, automatic. Then they canceled that color, that Z code. Okay. So when I got the car and I saw on the plate that it was a ZVV, I could not find Z code out of the nine pages of color combinations or 58 Pontiac. Yeah. There wasn't any Z code. So I called Janie over at Lyons, and uh, she said uh, she, they had old books and stuff over uh-huh. there, and she said there is no such color, a Z code. So I ended up calling Tim Dye at the Pontiac Museum in Pontiac, Illinois. And he said, oh, you've got a Jubilee car. And I said, no, I've got a hardtop star chief. He said, no, you don't. They didn't make one. So it's a three-time gold winner, and it is one of one in the world. Wow. That's a hell of a story right there. (laughs) Man, alive. Um, And then, of course, I did a complete uh, frame off. Sure. Uh, You know, it's funny, Dave, you talk about um, it was an automatic. Um, How many of us grew up learning how to drive with a manual. I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know if you did, but I, yeah, 
I okay, I did, and you did. Um, and then you know, you talk to kids about that, and they're like, huh, what? And you said, yeah, I had three on the tree, and they're like, what? The well, <laughs> this out of the two hundred twenty-nine thousand fifty-eight Pontiacs that were built, only two hundred fifty-three had standard transmissions. Wow, manual transmission. This is a Star Chief, which is at the top of the line, so it's even rarer. Yeah. So. Um, have anybody try to buy it off you? Uh, yeah, and then make them talk to me, uh, make them auctioneers that yeah. talk to me. We're uh, actually after a pipe seal this year, then July we go to uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to the Pontiac Convention there. And last year I got 397 points out of 400, so wow, pretty proud. That's like about a perfect car then. Yeah, that is. That is unreal. Well, they got me for... <laughs> If you got the time, but I uh, on the hubcaps, there's this black paint, and when I put the hubcaps on, they're actually original to the car, so I didn't touch them. I just polished them up. Well, I got a point off for the black because it wasn't painted oh. new, and then I had a spot of grease on the engine, and then they, my <laughs> left door and my right door we're a 32nd of an inch difference. Oh my goodness. So that was the three points. That, that's crazy. So, you think you go through tech in a Formula One or a NASCAR or something like that, that doesn't sound like anything compared to what you're going through. Well, there's five people that come to check your car and they go, they have a big uh, mirror with lights on it. They go underneath oh, the sure. car and check everything. So it's quite a, quite a process. Now, is. when you bring it down, do you trailer it then to bring it down, or do you drive it? Because if they're going to be that picky in that particular, I don't think I'd want to drive it down there. Well, you know, you, you trailer it. I mean, the paint job was $16,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One little rock chip. Exactly. Um, Lee, I was going to ask you, too. Um, I noticed on the new um, poster, kind of Air Force-themed. Yes. What's going on there? So when we chose Dave's car, I went back home and I was pretty excited about it and being the history person that I am mm-hmm. I, I started doing a search online for the advertising art 1958 Pontiacs and it was neat that um, in like Life magazine there's advertising the Star Chief and in the background there'd be a, a missile sure yeah in another one in the background there was like a radar installation yeah yeah and so then the light bulb went off well we've got the Grand Forks Air Force Base what sure. could be cooler than that that's kind of perfect. And so we've got the base in the background and also the F-101 Voodoo yep, yep. jet. That's the first jet assigned to the Grand Forks Air Force Base. Wow. That is really neat. And the base opened in 1958, so it's yeah. a 58 car. So. Oh. So they're twins. Wow. How about that? Man, that's, I mean, not only cool, but pretty ironic yes. that it is that cool. Yep, perfect. Um, you know, when I was in radio, I was at Prime Steel every year. Uh, we're doing live remotes and stuff there, but... Um, Kind of uh, new blood now uh, yep. with the show, isn't there? Yep. Um, I mean, you got the same guys been doing it for a long time, and I know they get a little burned out and everything, but is it still pretty much the same car show as it always has been? For the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys still do the garage tour? No. That's harder to do because a lot of the people that would have done the garage tour mm-hmm. have since retired and sure. gone to Arizona. Oh, sure, sure. So those garages are out there, but nobody's home. Yeah, and right now, if you could get to the garage, you probably couldn't anyway because <laughs> yes. of the snow. It's ridiculous. Um, have you had a favorite car ever of all the Prime Steels you've been to? Was there one car that really stood out for you? Oh, I like them all. Yeah? I like the ones that are a little bit different, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, from the time I was little and I grew up in Grand Forks, I remember driving down to Murs Avenue in our kind of ugly old Mercury and watching the Mustangs go by. And oh, it's yeah. just like, wow, that's the coolest. But then I buy my own car, and what 
It's a lowly Falcon. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not really lowly. It's a 63 convertible. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's got some giddy up. Yeah. My, uh, my mom, when I was a kid, had a Falcon. I want to mm-hmm. say it was a 63 or four, but um, uh, it, wasn't a, it, it wasn't a convertible. But my cousin, uh, Hordes, I don't know if you've heard of that name, Chuck and Zeke Horde from okay. Thief River, my cousin and uncle. Uh, my cousin bought it for my mom, and he dropped, I don't know what he did in it, they thing, painted it that GM Corvette yellow, and he used to do wheelies in front of the high school. <laughs> Thief River. Um, I've been a Falcon guy ever since, and I'm not even a Ford guy, but I, I love those cars. Is there one car in your mind, Dave, that you would absolutely give anything to have? Well, actually, one of my favorite cars is a 64 Comet Caliente. Mm. And uh, they came out with a K model, which is a high-performance 289 Inman. I know where there is one, but she won't sell it. Yeah. <laughs> I bugged her for quite a few years. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of one of my uh, favorite cars. And then, uh, actually, if I was a... Wealthy, I would buy a 62 Corvette. And the reason for the 62 is it's, a, it's the only year that the Cove was the same color as a car. Oh, sure, so most sure. Of the Corvettes were red and white or blue and white or whatever. But the 62, the Cove was the same color. Yep. So it makes it a little different, and uh, and I do like the 62 Corvette. So that's kind of the two favorite. I like 64 Mercury's and... But it, when it comes to cars, if it's got a C A R S on it, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> still remember my first car. Um, I was born in 1965. I took my student loan to go to college, and I bought a '65 Pontiac Tempest, uh, which was um, a bench seat, three on the tree, six cylinder. Uh, took that out, put a 350 in it with headers and a four barrel. We put uh, three speed on the floor in it and some bucket seats out of a '65 GTO. And my insurance company still thought it was just the six cylinder with a bench in it and i got all kinds of great deals on my insurance but then i blew it up and i didn't realize what i had there at the time but gee i couldn't figure out why people wanted to buy it so quick from me because i sold it for a bit but that's another story but man i i really really liked that car uh we're gonna take a break we've got a bunch of pictures coming up uh, from previous Prime Steel car shows. 39th annual is coming up. Uh, Leah Bezeski and Dave Rogala uh, from the Prime Steel Car Club are on the show right now. And uh, let's see here. We'll have those pictures for you in just a minute. But um, right now, I want to talk a little bit about CNH Insurance at East Grand Forks. That's who we insure through. Grand Forks Best Source does. You know, you might want to think about doing that same thing because these guys, have, their, their agency has got the highest of principles, personalized attention and service. Uh, that's what they do. That's their priority. They strive to give everyone who walks through their doors the most special attention and the best customer service possible. Their agents, ton of experience, over 50 years of combined insurance experience. And like we mentioned, people being out in Arizona, well, they're licensed in not only Minnesota, North Dakota, but Arizona, too, for all you snowbirds. Hey, Justin, Jody, or Tammy, that's who you contact, 218-773-0287. Or you can stop by 1427 Central Avenue, Northwest and East Grand Forks. CNH Insurance in East Grand Forks. 39th annual Prime Steel Car Show is coming up. Lee and Dave in the uh, show with us this morning from Prime Steel Car Club. Uh, we're going to take a look at some pictures, and you guys feel free to jump in if you know what cars these are or anything, but uh, you should be able to see them, I think, on that one right there. Ready? Sure, go ahead. Boy, that's nice. That's yep. 57 Chevy. <laughs> I believe that's Jim Hess's car from Bemidji, Minnesota, and he's coming back again this year with a Corvette. Oh, boy. Yep. 
Paul Bunyan car color, car color oh, sure. Bemidji? Sure. Oh boy. Okay. Or at least I thought he did. <laughs> Maybe a ten minute? Because <laughs> we got a bunch of them here we can show you. There we go. All right. Boy, there's some nice looking cars here. That's in the Gambucci there. Yeah, really good light in the Gambucci. Yeah. Everything, it just glows. Boy, look at that. I'm going to admit when I was looking at the pictures, Leah, that was one of my favorites there, but that's mm-hmm. kind of the way I am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here's another Bemidji car. Oh, yeah. Boy, those guys in Bemidji. Look at that. This guy came from Fargo. That was the loudest car. It's got straight pipes. With a Volkswagen motor in it still? Wow. I don't don't, don't know about the engineering, but when he fired it up to park it, it was just like, oh, my gosh. Man. Now, what's the farthest way anybody has come with a car in your recollection? Do you know? Oh, we've had people from Dickinson. Uh, they come from Manitoba, southern Minnesota, Wisconsin. You still have, uh, what, didn't you used to get a bunch of guys there from Gimli or Gimli? Gimli, Manitoba? What do they call it? I, I don't know. I, I've only been kind of in charge since the pandemic. Okay, okay. And so this is the first year since then that we've, we've got a Canadian registered. We're Many years, we are always up against the world of wheels up in oh, Winnipeg, yep, yep. and they're a week after us this year. So. That helps. That helps a lot. Yeah. Now, I know there used to be the rule that, like, if and, and you mentioned uh, the one car from the guy from Bemidji, and he's bringing a different car this year, but I don't know if it's still the same way, but um, uh, rules about cars entering. So if I was to enter my 65 Pontiac Tempest this year, could I enter it next year? Because I know before you couldn't, just to kind of keep – things fresh i don't know and we still try to keep things fresh Mm -hmm. but there are loopholes to everything and maybe you've added pinstripes or maybe there's some modification that makes it different from last year okay that makes sense so so it's not the exact same car as you had in here last year maybe you got new wheels yeah yeah okay like that okay um any idea how many cars are registered so far for this year and is there room for more there's all yes there's room for more and to get the procrastinators motivated, mm-hmm. we are offering for the first fifty registrations, they will be entered in a drawing for five hundred dollars. Oh wow! And so we want to get that word out there because everybody's watching the weather, and we understand that. But at the same time, we need numbers so that we can plan. And yeah. so we're sweetening the pot a little bit just to get people to be motivated. You know, you would think uh, during the week, I mean, it's April 15th and 16th, you would think the weather would be decent. And there has been um, Prime Steel car shows or car clubs, car shows where the weather's fantastic. And there's been some where the weather's not. I prefer the fantastic one because it's nice when you see the guys that will drive and go park outside and be around in the different parking lots and out on the street. I think that is cool because when you walk out of the perp and the gambucci, you can still got your own little car show outside there where you can see, you know, all these other people. Um, 
it, it's just good to see hot rods. Maybe not all of these are quite, you know, car show quality yet, but you see guys working on them. And when the weather's that nice, I mean, you can't beat it. That's awesome. Well, that's true. But it also has a bad side, too, because if the weather's too nice, people want to go to the lake. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're home in their yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we want, it to be, we want it to be not raining or snowing, but if it's still cold, we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Will you have that car that's on the poster? Is that back this year? Yeah. It is. Okay. The reason I, uh, interesting thing, by the way, is your Tempest a six-cylinder by any chance? It was, yep. Uh, is it uh, overhead six? I don't remember now. It's an I'm, interesting engine. Though, yeah. But the reason I, uh, I love, when I was in high school, I had a 58 Pontiac, and uh, and I only got beat once, and that was a fellow from Northwood had a 409 that <laughs> twisted my crank pretty good. And uh, But <laughs> I told my wife, I said, someday I'm going to own another 58 Pontiac. When I went to the service, my dad sold the car, and so he actually wrote me a letter and said that car has quite a reputation, and it did. Yeah. Now, have you always been kind of a gearhead, a wrench head, Dave? Because you talked about you used to race down south and do all this stuff. You've been you've been tinkering with motors and cars and mechanical stuff your whole life. Pretty much, yeah. 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 What did you do in the military? I was uh, uh, medical. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I figured for some reason you'd be a mechanic or something. No, but, medivac. Uh, is what okay. And uh, thank you for your service, by the way. Um, not just cars in the Prime Steel Car Show. Uh, I'm hoping there'll be some race cars in there, but can, is there motorcycles, trucks, any of that kind of stuff allowed to? Yes, we like to have a little bit of everything. So I've got some guys with some, I like to have every decade. Oh, sure, yeah. So trying to push to get some 20s and some 30s. We have a bucket T is already in, but, you know, some of those classic um, antiques that mm-hmm. are, you know, original, mm-hmm. those are good too. And... Uh, just had a call over the weekend of 56 Graham, um, um, Crown Vic is coming oh, up wow. from West Fargo. That's a lot of car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's not just cars, bikes, race cars, motorcycles, whatever, but um, uh, a lot of vendors. Because I, I, that's one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. is is the vendors because – you get to see a lot of the like the Betty Boop kind of stuff, and you know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I love that stuff, but um, the vendors are very, very fun to watch through. I mean, you can get some really cool signs and and lights and all kinds of things. Vendors are fun, mm-hmm. and they've been slower to come back since the pandemic. But we've got more of our regulars sending in their applications, and that's makes my day. Sure, I'm really happy. Can a guy get food and beverages while he's at the car show? Yes, we will have a food truck there. Mm-hmm. So there will be something. Perfect. Saturday, April 15th, Sunday, April 16th. Nerves starting to hit you yet? I mean, we're getting up on the, uh, on the, on the time there. It's the 27th already. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, is there still ice in the rinks? I haven't been there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, if people do not know, it is at the Cliff Fidel Purper Arena and the Gambucci Arena. I guess I don't know what the, uh, yeah, you can see that on the poster up there. I guess I don't know exactly what the address is for that. Oh, okay, uh, 1122, 70, uh, 1122 7th Avenue South. Very easy to see. Actually, you can see it from Demers once you come off the overpass and start heading towards uh, South Washington. You look to the south, you will see it. It is a great place. Um, we, you guys, I think they tried to have this out at the Alaris one year, if I remember right. We were at the Alaris for about 10 years. Oh, was that long? Yes. Did you like that better, or do you like the Purper and, and the Fido, or the, uh, 
the purper and the gambucci better because I kind of do because it seems more intimate. It seems a little more, you know, closer. Well, we didn't have any issue with the people mm-hmm. really that much at the Alaris. It's just that it's easier to set up at the Purper and Gambucci because we can get in a couple days earlier. Oh, sure, and sure. And the guys can mark up the floor and everything. Mm-hmm. When we were at the Alaris, we had to get in that Friday morning, and they had to do all of this oh, wow. work in just a couple of hours. Yeah. And it was really stressful. Logistically, that's almost impossible to do. Yeah, and so that was that was the hard part yeah. about the Alaris. So, like when you're at the uh, Purper and the Gambucci, uh, it gets done Sunday at whatever time. Does everybody got? Is everybody out of there Sunday night, or yes. or are there a few stragglers and and maybe don't get their stuff all out of there till Monday? It depends if the weather's bad and somebody can't can't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually, everybody is anxious to go home, and we you know we do our our award ceremony at five o'clock. And then the members go to work taking down all the stanchions so people can get out. And then we have a big meal for all of the club members and the helpers, mm-hmm. and we finish it up. You know, um, Dave, I don't know how you, when you show your car, um, but a lot of these people have, they stage their car pretty nice. Um, my dad used to have a, it was a pink Cadillac, same one Elvis bought his mom. And he had a guitar and an Elvis dummy and mannequin and all of this kind of stuff. But you see the way they set up some of these. Are you one of those guys? You, you, have you got the mirrors under it and the lights and all of that kind of stuff? Or, or do you just want people to see your car and your car only? I just basically have that. Now, I, the car was featured in the May issue of Hemming's Classic Cars. Oh. So uh, I'll have that there, the mm-hmm. magazine. And, and then, of course, I've got a, a book of the restoration process. Oh, yeah, those are cool to look so, at. Yeah, show that. And then, uh, of course, I've got my trophies. That yep. Show and so. How long did it take you to fully restore that car? About 15 years. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. Well, one of the hardest things to find in the car was the carpet. And it's called Trinidad, and it has a gold fleck in it. And the color's copper. And uh, kind of a long story, but anyway, uh, I found it in uh, Michigan, and uh, sent the guy a check, which was $3,500 for wow. the carpet. And uh, it was the only set in the world. Absolute only set. Wow. But it came back, and uh, 3725 was the part number. And, and I, I got the thing, and uh, I think it was like January or February, something like that, came. Anyway, the guy had a stroke. And so uh, uh, his, I, his wife ended up finding the carpet for me and stuff. So, And the air cleaner, believe it or not. Because everybody had, this car has tri-power, which is three two-barrel carburetors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the main air cleaner, everybody threw them away, including me and my other car. They had little chrome pots on there because you yep. wanted to show off the carburetor. Well, now to find an air cleaner is extremely hard. And I did find this one in Texas, so for it was about $700. So. Wow. So your car is 100% original. Even to the headlights, believe it. Even or not. to the headlights. Yeah, the headlights are what they call T3s, and I found six of them in Iowa, and uh, so I use them very sparingly. But uh, there's there's a triangle on there, and it's a T3, and that was uh, uh, 58, 59, and 60. 61, they had two lines on either side of the three, so. To find absolute 58 headlights took me a long time. <laughs> wow. Dave, I can imagine you wouldn't be one of those guys that would be happy building a rat rod, would you? 
Uh, no. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I love them. I do, too. They're so interesting. They're just... I, I, they are. I mean, you'll, you'll see some of these steel signs as a door panel or or a, a, a beer keg as a, as a gas tank on them. Um, the rat rods, they're cool. I mean, I, I get that, but there's nothing better than a nice restored... Uh, restored car like that. Are you into hot rods at all? A little bit, but not really. I, mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist. I, I'm a purist. Yeah. I like I, the way what aggravates me more than anything is the guy has a beautiful '62 Chevy and puts a chain steering wheel on it, and oh, that yeah. just drives me. Crazy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a steering wheel was a work of art on the '62, same as sure. the '61. Yeah. And so people do that, it just aggravates me. <laughs> you, uh, you sound like my dad when he was alive. Um, when I was back when I was racing cars a little bit, um, he would get so angry because back then cars were real cars. You know, they're not like they are nowadays. So you'd find a car and, and he'd yell at me because he'd spend his whole life making these cars look pretty and guys like me go out there and ruin them in one night. And it's like, well, come on, we all have our likes. Well, you think about the engineering that went into these cars. You take, like, you know, I'll just use Pontiac for an example, but... You take 57, 58, 59, 60, 61. All those were totally different cars. Nothing mm-hmm. from a 57 fits a 58. Right. Nothing from a 59 fits a 58. So just take a simple thing like a door handle. Well, you think somebody had to design it, and then they had to have a jig, and then they have a, you know, and, and to make the thing. Well, they did that every single year. Yeah. Today, you know, you look at a Honda or something, and, and you can't tell if it's a, 51, mm. 61, whatever year it is, you know. And those cars that we looked forward, it was a big deal. They used to tape the windows. I remember Wilcox and Mom downtown, they'd tape the windows up with paper, same with Kilties, and when the new cars came, and mm-hmm. it was a big deal, you know. Now, interesting thing about that, I'll just tell you, but I have, uh, when I got those headlights, I told the guy the kind of car I had, and he said, no, you don't have a hardtop uh decode and i said yes i do and he said well if you can prove it to me i'll sell you the headlights so i did i sent him a copy of the the bill sheet you know and uh, he sent me the headlights but he also sent me a plate a paper plate and it's uh you'll see it when you come to the car show but anyway in their dealership in iowa when you went to look at the 58 pontiac they serve cookies on this oh so he said with that car you gotta have that plate and i thought that that's the wonderful thing about car people oh yeah i mean they're you meet, we go to the Pontiac conventions, and uh, they come from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Japan. We had cars in uh, tech, uh, Oklahoma last year uh, from all parts of the world, and uh, and they ship these cars over. There's a interesting couple that has a 28 Oakland, which is before Pontiac was Oakland. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, there's he's a retired doctor, and they ship their car to New York. Then they dress in period. 1928 oh, clothes sure. to drive to the convention. They're just a hoot. So, you know, the car people are the most interesting people yeah. in the world for me. <laughs> you know, now they've got these uh, companies making all these aftermarket parts and stuff. Um, it, it, so you can take some of these older cars and, and, and make them look, you know, new again because they're coming up with these parts. But that's not really a true restore, is it? Or would you consider it a true restoration? Well, it is if it's not fiberglass or mm-hmm. something, you know. I mean, it's like a like a... 32 Ford or something, and they put fiberglass fenders. Well, you know, that's that's not yeah. the purest car, you know. Yeah, when, when I used to go around in my dad's shop, um, they had he had an English wheel, and he had things like that. And uh, he had a nickname, Bondo. Yeah. And, and he didn't like that name because he liked to manufacture his own things and, and 
make your own. You know, if you if you got a, a quarter panel that's all rusted out, he's going to cut it out and he's going to manufacture a new one. He's going to take that English wheel and he's going to make it right again. He's not just going to bond to everything up. But um, to see an English wheel anymore, I mean, I think Rydell's Toy Shop, I think, has got one. But you don't see those things laying around much anymore either, do you? No, you don't. And, uh, you know, I guess to me anyway, uh, when you when you look at a pure car, you, you can build a 57 Chevy out of Dan Chuck. Sure, I sure. Mean, literally, you can buy every mm-hmm. part on it, you know. But like Wes Rydell told me, he says, Dave, he says, you pick one of the hardest cars to restore there is because the parts are, are yeah. just not there, you know. Right. So, and, it, and the problem is, is that the Bonneville and the Chieftain were 122-inch wheelbase. The uh, the uh, Super Chief and the Star Chief were 128-inch wheelbase. Well, the carpet from a Bonneville will not fit a Star Chief, so you have to, you know, so that... I mean, I got wrote, uh, written up for uh, having the wrong spring on the spare tire, uh, on the uh, jack. Oh, my goodness. So, really? Yeah, I made one because I couldn't find one. <laughs> oh, and then when I was in Connecticut with a car, well, a, a fellow a friend of mine anyway from New Jersey... And he said, Dave, he says, for 20 bucks, I got one. And, boy, I got the right one. <laughs> God, that's unreal. Uh, Leah, dates, costs, all that stuff. Uh, when is it and how much is it going to cost? April 15th and 16th. It's $10 for adults, kids under 12 are free. And there will be food. There will be all kinds of things food. there and fun. And yep. Um, is there one car right now that's lined up in this show that you're really looking forward to see or not quite sure yet? There, um, yeah, the Bemidji guys. There's okay. a 54 Corvette coming yellow. Oh, okay. And in the picture, it's pretty darn cool. Yeah. And that's a big compliment. This is a Ford girl. I was just going to say, aren't you a Ford person? Yep. Now, that yellow, is there such thing as a Corvette yellow? I had heard that term when I was young. GM yellow, Corvette yellow. I don't know. I don't need I don't Yeah. Because somebody had told me Corvette yellow one time, and I thought that was such a cool yellow. It's, it's yellow, but it's like white. What is there now? 25 different colors of white? Yeah. I mean, off-white, egg-white. Yeah, anyway. Um, well, my white is called patina ivory, so. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, I, I did um, want to ask you, Leah, if somebody needs information, uh, phone numbers, websites, anything like that available? Yep. PrimeSteelCarClub.com. And... Go to our, the events page, and they can download the application, whether they're a vendor, whether they're entering a car okay, or a motorcycle. Um, the application is there, and the address is there to mail it to. If you're in town, you could stop at the Meyer Museum when I'm working. If there's mm-hmm. a, a Subaru out front, I'm there. You can bring in your application that way, save a stamp. A Subaru? It's fun in the snow. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I was going to say, okay, that's your winter vehicle. I, I get it. I get it. Did I leave anything out here, you guys? Um, I love talking cars. It's been a long time since I've, usually I'm talking race cars, but this is kind of fun. I just, well, I just wonder, Leah, on a, like the uh, Subaru, does the radio speak English? <laughs> uh, here, we better do this. There we go. Yeah, there, there go. we go. You can set it for, for different languages, just like your television. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife does that, too, in her car, and it's like a European guy. 
Take a left. Coming up here, you know, it's like, what the hell? Uh, all right, there you go. It is the 39th annual Prime Steel Car Show, uh, Purper in the Gambucci Arena, uh, 7th Avenue South. You, you'll see it. It's easy if you've never been there. Saturday, April 15th, Sunday, April 16th. Again, for more information, you can get a hold of Leah at 701-741-0220 or go to primesteelcarclub.com. Uh, tickets at the door for adults, 10 bucks. Kids 12 and under are free with an adult. Uh, this is is one of the good car shows around here, folks. I mean, this is one of the best. They're 39th. That should tell you something. Make sure you check out Dave Regala's car, too. It's on the poster, and it will be at the show. Uh, man, it's going to be a great time, and thank you guys for coming in today. Oh, yep, go ahead. There will be signs up on uh, Washington and oh, okay. uh, Demers, so we do put signs up. So. Okay. There will be, be signs, and again, we're also, you know, Paying tribute to the Grand Forks Air Force Base. Yep, and uh, you'll see that. Look for their posters there all over town. And uh, another way, too, um, if you don't pay attention and you're not a good listener like I am, uh, when you start driving around looking for the Purper and the Gambucci, just start looking for hot rods driving around. You'll eventually get there. All right? It's like following the breadcrumbs. There you go. Uh, Leah Bezeski and Dave Rogallo with the Prime Steel Car Club. Thank you guys for coming in today. And uh, our show today was brought to you by Muskox. Hey, if you move snow with a skid steer, you've got to see the muskox difference. A patented back drag feature allows operators to blow snow while back dragging in front of obstructions. You know, garage doors, siding, and fire hydrants. Now this saves time and money while lowering injury risk by decreasing manual labor. The optional dual auger, called the dually, helps the operator eat through big snowfalls, ice-crusted snow, and blow more snow while back dragging. And the glide plate, it allows you to glide over grass and gravel without ripping up the off surfaces. Subsequently, create an instant torque of the lower cutting edge to break up snow and ice to better expose hard surfaces. See the muskox difference. Go to muskox.com or Facebook at muskox snowblowers or call 218-288-1905. See the difference for yourself. It's the muskox difference. All right, and again, thank you very much, Lee and Dave, for coming in with the Prime Steel Car Club. Uh, the Great Reset is back tomorrow. And I tell you what, it's time to complain about some local media around here and some other things that kind of make your shed and uh, make you shake your head and say, huh? Kid has common sense uncensored at one o'clock this afternoon. Enjoy. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. That way you will never miss a show. Hey, the Grand Cities, well, they're grand, just like we call them. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.